You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the shutdown full cast. Shall we say bienvenidos, amigos? That festive version of the full cast theme was brought to you by listener Nate. Nate Watson sent us the shutdown full cast. And we really appreciate it, Nate. It was your Christmas present to us. And uh, retroactively, we say Feliz Navidad to you. I actually got my Christmas present separately, and it's it was late, but it was worth it. Late from you? Nate? No, it wasn't from Nate. It was just my only Christmas present this year. What did you get? So you got two. So I think, as well established on this uh, on this show, over many many episodes, which I don't even have to reference, it's such a fact. Um, I'm a longtime Tennessee Titans fan, and uh, you know my Titans came through big time. Beating Tom Brady at home in the wild card round, sending him home. I feel silly even mentioning that this is a Tennessee Titans podcast, but it, but it is. And yeah, we're here mostly to talk about that. I assume. I'm okay with that because it does have all time college assistant Mike Vrabel. Remember Mike Vrabel censured when he was at Ohio State for? Does anyone recall? Got in trouble for doing did, this did on he, camera. Did he show his ass? No. Cutting his dick off. No. Having a lip in a gigantic wad uh, of chewing tobacco so huge yeah. that it was a... Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say at all. No. <laughs> Do you think Frable was just like hanging dong on camera? Like, no. Let him see it. No, I was. Uh, since it's about the NFL, can I say that Mike Vrabel's got a pussy-eating nose? <laughs> Wow. I can't stop you. No, no, you can't. But I'm also not wrong. <laughs> Somewhat related. He got in trouble for chewing tobacco. Having a gigantic, like, trucker-sized wad Speaking of chewing Speaking of getting tobacco. the lip in. So, Mike Vrabel, can we count Mike Vrabel beating Tom Brady as another Ohio State over Michigan victory? Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about it. Wow. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about him. <laughs> I'm okay. Like that is Spencer's one of my. so happy he's not even pulling up that fucking song. You don't here's know that. here's here's how you know it was a deeply unpleasant game for the Patriots. Anybody who made any joke about it at the Patriots or Tom Brady's expense 
every Pats fan on Twitter acted like you just insulted their like Tom Brady's their dad. They're like, he's done a lot. What have Tom, you ever done? Tom Brady is their dad. <laughs> That's not Tom. true. He what he has not kissed any of these people on the mouth. Tom Brady has kissed every last one of them on the mouth. You think so? Mm-hmm. You yeah. Think to- oh yeah. You think yeah, he's a weird guy, right? You, th- you think Tom Brady stays in the parking lot after games and is just like, all right, who wants their mouth kiss? Yes. Yep. You have yep. to stand there like a baby bird at the gate, at the barrier, and say, I would like a kiss from daddy. How it works is he stands there on like a small uh, platform next to a conveyor belt, and he just dips his face out with his lips extended. Yeah. And people just, just breeze past him like blah, 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 blah. And as Spencer each, each was block alluding is to, a kiss. They, uh, as Spencer was alluding to, they have a succession problem. That's they do why, now. That's Boy, why, do they. And that's why at Red Sox games, the crowd chants, kiss me, daddy. What is a Red Sox? Um, it's uh, sort of what they do when, when they're bored. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing that Boston invented to uh, give Tom Brady something to watch. Like a school play, you know, like when your kids put on like a like a little play or something for you at the house because sure. it's rainy. That's what baseball uh-huh. is. Because it rains a lot in Boston, so they uh-huh. invent baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they decided to do it outdoors. These kids, they're not smart. I would. I, like to I, say- I liked this football game because uh, with five minutes to go, it turned into a Pac-12 game. Um, when there's, I, I didn't even bother to learn the rule, but in the NFL, there's this rule where like, if enough penalties happen, then the winning team gets to choose how much time remains on the clock right? or something to that effect. And like the Patriots had done it earlier in the season and, and like, Oh, that dastardly mastermind, Bill Belichick. Um, and then he, uh, he didn't like having it done to him in return by his offspring in a playoff game, apparently because he was on this, on the side being quoted visually as saying that's fucking bullshit. It's like, um, have you ever played Monopoly with somebody who actually knows all of the rules? Ugh, yeah. It's like that. It's like somebody who's like, actually, anytime you land on a space, you have to buy it or the property goes up for, shut up. Shut the fuck up. So you're going to tell somebody they go in Target and they have to buy everything they look at. (laughs) Yes. According to Monopoly rules, that's right. According to to my wife, that's how Target (laughs) works. I'm about to do this to you, Jason, because you may have cited this rule haphazardly, but I am the guy who knows all of the rules. <laughs> yep. And I'm going you. to tell you what happened so that we don't mislead our listeners on this. God, I'm, I'm just so happy that Spencer people have tuned things in. up. People have tuned in. They're like, yes, this is labeled in some way, shape or form the national championship episode. And we're just going to talk about a wild card Pat's loss. Also, first time listeners are like, ah, Spencer must be the rules expert. The, <laughs> the one rules. who, the one who consults, <laughs> consults bring, the, rules. Bring me the rules. I'm the biggest rat who makes all of the rules. <laughs> Spencer, rules Spencer, Spencer, you're the Mike Pereira of our podcast. Bring me rules master hall. You're the bring guy in chambers. the little pit of TVs. So, since I'm trying to bring a little civil order here to this podcast, <laughs> the internet's only college football Drinking podcast. Drinking Dave Matthews wine out of a juice glass on a Monday. I call, I, I call him Lean Blandino. Uh, Thank you, Full Cat. I agree. This is So, what happened with that rule is this. If you're wondering, how did super genius Bill Belichick literally raised in a football lab in the dark with film showing? Not even making that up. Raising his, son, he- raising his son the same way. No, you cannot have a super cut. <laughs> exactly. No, you pad every game. You take a notepad and you write it down with your filthy, grubby, sun-starved hands. You with go- your little albino nubs. You go You go to GameStop and you watch Madden play itself and you pad that. So what happened, if you wonder how Mike Vrabel, who has been described to me as not the brightest man, Managed to beat super genius and football creatus Bill Belichick. Jason it's- wasn't making it up when, like, Mike Vrabel's most notable coaching moment before this is on the either on TV or on the radio saying, I would cut my dick off if it meant I'd win the Super Bowl. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what? he did. He's one step closer <laughs> to, to, to fulfilling that promise, right? Both. Mm. Both, Both. live on CBS. That's right. I got it. I got it on ice in the back. Another couple weeks, I'm get reattached. It'll be just as good as new. Man, I've done Jim, it before. Jim Nance just coming out for the the whitest, most Christian bris in the world. 
<laughs> Hello, Tony friends. Romo calling that shit. <laughs> Tony wow. Romo's like always grimacing and oh, jeez, ah, gosh. Oh. oh, he's got the vast difference. That's key. The fuck? Ooh, I hate this part. Ah. <sighs> See, what's going to happen next is. <laughs> so. I think we'll get more emails complaining about this episode. My money's on me. Mm, I'm going to, yeah, I'll go with me in a moment because. Oh, good. I appreciate you. <laughs> It's a little known fact that you can actually just run time off the clock in the NFL if you have ordered enough Papa John's pizzas. Which coach in the NFL has ordered the most Papa John pizzas this season and thus can instantly make two and a half minutes disappear off the clock at the, in the uh, playoffs? It's Mike Vrabel. It's the meat lovers, though, because you got to get the protein in. Bet. Yeah, that's why. So that's how the NFL works. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Also, uh, I found out uh, this is another obscure rule. If um, on the drive where you could take the lead, if you throw the ball to a defender and he catches it and runs into your end zone, uh, you lose the game because that's that's a game ceiling pick six. That's crazy. Yeah. Who did that? Jameis Winston and also what? Tom Brady. And also Tom <laughs> that's uncharacteristic. <laughs> Jameis Winston and Tom Brady, basically the same player as their, their entire careers show. Yep. They're the same also, player. if you if if the other team when you're in overtime, if they just score a regular touchdown uh, in overtime, you lose, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like it, the way it was officiated, that's another way you can lose an NFL game. It's fine because even Bell- if it's the third year in a row, it happened to you it's exactly fine. the same way. Now Bill Belichick's just gonna just gonna cut Tom Brady anyway. So let's talk about the New Orleans Saints, who have lo- now lost what is it six straight one score playoff games. Yes, I believe that's right. That's crazy. Mm. Jason, how many? Six of them things. I can't even remember back that far. Well, yeah. I mean, at least the Falcons didn't, you know, at least they bowled super 28, lost three. Nobody remembers that shit. Everybody remembers what happened last weekend, though. So (laughs) the road to recovery is long, and y'all keep starting (laughs) over. I do like that. So the last time the Vikings and Saints played an overtime playoff game, was I think like be- right before Bounty Gate came out, Brett Favre just got his ass kicked, and the Saints won because they got to kick they they got the ball in overtime, kicked a field goal, and I don't think the Vikings ever got the ball. And they subsequently changed the NFL rule for overtime to say, listen, both teams get a get a possession unless you score a touchdown on your first possession. And so the Vikings got the ball first and just scored a touchdown on their first <laughs> possession. So in some ways, it all evened out. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the year before, the Saints got the ball first and Drew Brees threw an interception. So, I mean, sometimes the team. Yeah, that that's loses, true. You know, sometimes the team that I think it's only happened once in the history of the uh, in the history of the playoffs to the Saints. But sometimes it, it works out that way. I cannot wait to see what happens this season when some Big Ten team punts from the thirty nine. Like you can say Iowa, just say Iowa, Illinois. I've seen Illinois or Iowa would do this. Uh, Northwestern's also right there, no, and more it, than happy. Northwestern's, Northwestern's got to get to the thirty-nine. That's true. That's true. They're gonna fix things. They're gonna fix things. They 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 fired they that offensive OC. coordinator, didn't they? They, they did after like fourteen years. Man, again, national championship preview. Talking about Northwestern personnel moves. Can we talk <laughs> about teams that are good? This Not is the to- this is the restaurant where you're just like, where the fuck is the food? Where the fuck is we have been here for 47 minutes. I have seen several other tables be seated, order, eat their food, pay and leave. And where the fuck is our food? So now it's time for the shitty appetizer. (laughs) There's a trumpeter at this restaurant. It's time for the trumpeter. (laughs) You have to endure a trumpet. There will be a bullfight. Oh, cool! Speaking of a heavyweight matchup, we talk about we talking about the Tax Slayer Bowl. No, no, definitely We're not. Talking about your thigh versus my desk. It was a very comfy place to put my leg. Okay, draped his bare leg and foot on my desk. Foot didn't touch the desk. Wow, your foot was on my printer. No, it was, it was resting. It was, no, it was like on right there. my printer. It's plastic and it doesn't you have a personality. Filthy fucking ingrate it's just fine. start printing something you got a little hedonism bot in you 
Spencer. <laughs> no, I, I just sent I just sent a picture of this to our Slack chat. Y'all go look at this fucking demon. It was wow. comfortable, so I did it. Pigpen demon. Oh man. <laughs> Would you be upset if Godfrey did that at you? Do you have a scrunchie on your wrist? I do. I gave that to him so he would have something to play with during the show instead of <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I ha- I gave him a barrette first, but he was making too much clicky noise with it, so I took it away and gave him a scrunchie so he would have something to do. Spencer's legs are not as hairy as I would have predicted. They're Does really it matter not. that the leg is going away from you? Yeah, no, because like I have like I every time I turn to look at the microphone, there's just this expanse of thigh, <laughs> and also I can see the bottom of his entire foot as it rests on my printer. I have since, uh, upon protest, removed the leg. This is no, even a this comfortable didn't, you sitting didn't remove position. it until I took a picture of it. You didn't remove it when I was silently protesting at you for ten minutes. This is the podcasting version of the dirty people who put their feet on touchscreens in an airplane. Ugh. Yeah. It's not That's dirty. If, it's not dirty if that person washed their feet beforehand. You didn't wash your. Did you wash like, your feet? Like, like, did they wash their feet at the terminal of the airport? <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the Hudson News. You know, Good question. Okay, I'm yeah, the to, Hudson News foot bath. I'm just as disturbed by the pro, the idea that somebody using their toes to move a touch screen on a plane wash their feet in the bathroom, right? Because yeah. you got to get your foot way up, and then they walked on their hands to the plane. <laughs> Yeah, and then they walked in their hands. I love the idea that someone, like, children touch that screen, and you're like, oh, it's super clean. And then someone puts a toe on it, (laughs) and now it's diseased. My child, who eats cheese puffs off the floor, (laughs) touched that screen. Everything is filthy. One time, Caitlin took Nora to the playground, and Nora ate a cheese puff out of the sandbox. Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, We had not brought cheese puffs to the sandbox. Yep. She found one. That's called treasure. Prospected. Yeah. These Indiana Jones movies, they keep getting worse. At least it got okay. baby worms in, a in museum. it. I got oh, one my for stomach. you. I got one for you. At least it wasn't the sandbox at the dog park. There's that. There's no, that. Kids are probably dirtier. Never mind. Yep. Kids yeah. are. Oh, yeah. And they also poop outside, so. Both of them, yeah. So Clemson, LSU. <laughs> there we go. How far did we make it? Somebody give me a time signal. Like, what, uh, I like got 15-ish. 15-ish? Okay. Well, we had, to, we had to cover the NFL. Hey, guess what? If you're still here, we love you. Everybody who bailed before this, we hate them, and they're not smart. Clemson, LSU. A matchup of true... Uh, Titans, if you will. Yeah, Titans talk! So I was thinking about the Titans' upcoming matchup with the Chiefs. I cannot, I cannot really, uh, this is, is, it feels weird to say a sincere football opinion, but I'm going to say it. This game's awesome. This is so much better than any other game this could have been, right? Do you think that's, do you think Ohio State LSU wouldn't have been as good? No, it wouldn't have been as good because Ohio State wouldn't have been in it. And they do not spark joy, Ryan. Ohio State is okay. many things, but they do not spark joy. I think I think many years that is true. I disagree with you this year, but we are allowed to come at this from different places, and that's okay. Because I will say this, they would have hit them real hard, and, and then they would have lost. So, I don't know. Same outcome as with Clemson, because ultimately there's just like, there, there's something in Clemson that Ohio State could not handle, which is specifically Trevor Lawrence running the ball. And by the way, if they face LSU, oh, all the like their receivers are deeper. They can go at four spots, five spots on every play. Uh, and that's before you count uh, Edward Zelayer coming out of the backfield because he's a better receiver than Travis Etienne. Uh, that's, by the way, no insult to Travis Etienne. Edward Zelayer is just that much better out of the backfield than almost anyone else in college football. Hey, they, they probably would have won by more, you know? Instead, we get this. We get Clemson, who, uh, by the way, like, my biggest concern in this game is they were worried about, you know, like, the whooping that Clemson took at the hands of Ohio State while LSU was just running laps around Oklahoma? No, because it's been so goddamn long between... Yeah, that was like this, a month ago. Yeah, like... I don't even remember how long it's been. And we're recording this and we still have a week before the national championship. So, I'm yeah. Still, 
I mean, uh, I'm sure, I, I'm sure it hurt. I'm sure it wasn't fun, but like, as far as I can recall, nobody got knocked out. Nobody like aggravated a serious injury. Just so like, yeah, I don't know. Just, just drink a lot of don't you think lsu's feet are hurting from sprinting up and down the field against oklahoma that's going to take some time to heal Mm -hmm. that's true that's true endurance endurance does take a silent toll on the body and they they were running five k's joe's arms got to be sore after that game that's another thing we haven't considered that maybe lsu scored too many points Mm -hmm. they went too hard if my favorite concept always is Maybe they ran out of points. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. we we agree that every team scores a finite number of points over the course of the season, right? Yeah. So LSU has now gotten closer to that total than they were before. That's true. Maybe coach like this is it. Maybe Coach O's not necessarily the best like home manager, right? Oh, you know he's not. Oh, I forgot to budget for groceries. You remember the big pancake from Uncle Buck? Like. That's every day at, at Coach O's house. <laughs> I picture the budgeting like, oh, I'm putting about 100% in breakfast. Coach, what about lunch? That's another 100%. In this house, we give 1,000% daily. We That's why the budget yeah, all of it. That's I do think, though, like he said, his his like he has large, he is large, and he has large sons. And I know at one point I was thinking, oh, man, a grocery bill for the Ogeron house. When they were all living there, that's like that's five hundred a week, man. Listen, man, this is where Costco comes in. <laughs> oh shit! Here comes the Ogerons. Coach O Costco. I'm not kidding. I'm. Not, I guarantee you, this is where Costco comes in. <laughs> you bring back up the truck. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. We do have a lot of meat. No, back up the truck. I need eight pounds of strawberry. It's my snack during the shopping. <laughs> They just the sample ladies see them coming and they're like, God, it's the Huns. <laughs> just just like push the, the cart toward them. Just surrender the cart. Yeah. It's <laughs> just here, listen, we won't even check your receipt. Just go. You can buy you can buy an oil barrel full of olive oil at Costco now. Did you hear Ed Ogeron's actual New Year's resolution? Yes. Yeah. That was to, to eat less food. What did he say after that? And then he said, I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> that was That's the best part. He's preparing for success by being like, no, no, no. This man's too fiery. <laughs> I love the, the blunt language of that. It, it, it's not watch what I eat or, you know, change my diet or choose different foods or even cut back on my calories. It's just say the fucking thing that's happening. Eat less food. <laughs> I would like to see Ed Ogeron on uh, Great British Bake Off because they'd be like, uh, Bakers, we need you to make 24 perfect. I'm going to make 112. <laughs> there was a guy in a previous season of Great British Bake Off named Glenn who looked like an anthropomorphic Sylvanian wood creature of some sort Ooh. who did make rather Orijonian uh, proportioned cakes. Yeah, I could see like also, you know, him on there, you know, Mary Berry or another contestant leaning over and very asking in the most genteel accent. So are you French? <laughs> <laughs> Welsh. They'd want to know if he's Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> you look Welsh. <laughs> um, I did some football math about this game, if you want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. take that, PAPN. Yeah, that's right. This was, this was actually prep material for PAPN that we never used because Godfrey just wanted to talk about. Because Godfrey doesn't like math enough. Yeah, Godfrey doesn't like math and mm. deep, deep analytics, and that's fine. Read, read numbers to me, Papa. Mainly, he doesn't understand it. So, this is what LSU did on first down versus Oklahoma just in the first half. I did not feel it would be fair or representative to use the second half numbers at all. They rushed seven times. They passed 15 times. On those passes, they went 10 of 15 for 14 yards an attempt. And they did this. uh, Their first seven first downs, they called pass plays. Compare this to Ohio State on first down uh, against Clemson on every drive except the last one, because I also think that's probably not totally representative. And you're talking about 17 runs to 16 passing plays, not 16 pass attempts because there were two sacks in there. Ohio State goes 9 of 14. So percentage-wise, pretty similar to LSU, but 
They only get 6.6 yards per pass attempt, and that doesn't include the yards loss on the two sacks. To me, the biggest question I have, or the, the thing I will be watching most, is A, how much does LSU come out and throw on first down? And B, how successful are they at it? Because the other thing that Clemson is going to do, I suspect a lot, based on the Ohio State game as well, is send extra pressure. And I, I'm not necessarily worried about that in terms of Joe Burrow not being able to handle that. God knows he's faced plenty of good defenses up to this point. Auburn has a stellar defensive line. Georgia has an excellent defense, Alabama, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I do think like whether they can turn plays into whether they can keep plays with the blitz from like, okay, we're forcing Joe Burrow to go to the short check down option. And then we're making the tackle or the opposite swing of that, which is very bad for Clemson, which is, well, we sent too many men after him. He got out of the pocket, and now he's throwing 60-yard bombs. So first down is the down I care most about in this game. Math over. That's a pretty good down, first down. Yep. You Can should try I, to get uh, to it a lot. <laughs> it is. They say it's the best one to have, several yep. of. Bill told me I, that. Um, I had a thought that sort of spun off, spun off that one. Um, so Joe against the blitz, the TD to INT ratio, it's something stupid, like 20 to one or something like that. Yep. Um, at the same time, the, uh, the thing that's got to give here is Clemson is very good at blitzing. Brent Venables is sort of the, uh, smart version of Florida's defensive coordinator who might be Mississippi state's head coach by the time you hear this. Oh uh, no, or please don't. Um, what an amazing <laughs> pick. What a great so, idea. I think you guys should do it. This is my sincere voice. Sorry, please, please. Go <laughs> so ahead. I was looking at a uh, sack percentage as sort of a way to gauge like who who is most aggressive with the pass rush, um, excepting you know a team like Ohio State where it's like oh you have Chase Young that's why you have so many sacks. The team that LSU has faced that is most aggressive with the pass rush is obviously Florida, fifth in the country in sack rate. After that, it is a long, long like you have Oklahoma is the second most pass rushiest for lack of a better term, team LSU has faced so far. And Oklahoma was about their best pass rusher against LSU. You have to go down to like the 40s to find an especially aggressive pass rush here. The team that played Joe Burrow the best was Auburn. And Auburn did not get a lot of sacks this year, despite having Derek Brown up front. Auburn was very, you know, uh, uh, coverage-based defense. Uh, you know, against Auburn, Joe throws for 7.6 yards per throw, by far his worst game of the year worst relatively against Florida, which blitzes on every play. Joe carved him up for 12.2 yards per play. So like, mm -hmm. even if you're Clemson, even if you're Brent Venables, even if you are the best at this, I still don't know if you blitz him. No, no. And I'm assuming they will a lot. I think, but... they will. I think they will, because if you look at Clemson's individual sack numbers, if you look at like, okay, who they have uh, 12 players with at least two sacks on the season. And there are a lot of, there are far more linebackers and defensive backs than there are defensive linemen on here. They're top, they're of their top five or their top six um, in total sacks on the year. Half of them are linebackers, so I I don't think they will just sit back. Now it may be a question that, of that like is how the much... Clemson identity. Yeah, like, that is the overall Clemson identity. Yeah. What I would be very curious and interested to see is: Do you throw a curveball? And, yeah, no, I and think sit back I, I think, and see what happens. Yeah, at but least I think at it's, times. The, it's okay. the kind of curveball they throw. I think they'll do a lot of bailouts where it looks like the safety's coming over to cover a blitzing corner and they'll bail out of it. Or it'll look like they'll do a lot of zone blitzy looking stuff because I can drop one of these guys who's a lineman, but not actually a lineman, right? Because he's around 240. And instead, I'll blitz someone else, but I'll only be rushing three or four. Because I think what Auburn did well is they disguised coverages and really sort of made him wait and be patient. And I don't care who you are as a quarterback. I don't care if you're even Joe Burrow 2019-2020. It's very, very difficult uh, to be what you are and what you want to be if you're not really sure what you're reading. Right. Yeah. And if you and if you blitz him, he's gonna get the ball off. That's if the you thing. blitz him, he's gonna eat you. It, I don't. I really don't think it matters who you are. 
I think the only I think the possible counterpoint to that is that uh, Clemson is so skilled at bringing the blitz, bringing a blitz in unexpected ways. Like they'll show you, like, hey, here are eight guys. They're not all coming, but some of them are, and it's right. going to be a fun surprise to find out who. And they mix in, they they mix up when they send it, where it comes from, you know, so much that I think it's harder to sort of just read the blitz off the line. That's, I don't know if that's enough because Joe Burrow can, like, is so good at scrambling and is so good at climbing the pocket, but I think that maybe is a bit of a wrinkle. And when I say it doesn't matter, obviously that's accepting Clemson. If not Clemson, then no one would be the best way to put that. Yeah. Also, yeah. Auburn, the team that sacks no one, sacked Joe three times. Yeah, you know why they did? Because they couldn't find anybody, and they kept they pretty much like they kept him in the pocket. And if he sticks sticks around in the pocket, he can't do that thing he get, did against Oklahoma, where I don't know he is looks like he's running out of bounds, and instead he just wings it forty yards downfield, right for a first down on third and long because he's having that kind of a criminally freak year. Yeah, can't do that if he's just. Just hanging out with nobody to throw it to. On the other side of the ball, by the way, you know what's going to be fun? Watching uh, watching Travis Etienne get loose for a couple of long scores because that's probably going to happen. I don't know about one-on-one whether they're going to be productive in the passing game because they tend to be pretty patient in the passing game this year because Lawrence tend to for- like Lawrence forced it early in the year. That's why he started turning the ball over. Um, they've been more patient recently, even with Justin Ross and T. Higgins. Uh, playing at wide receiver. The thing that where they really will raise your eyebrows is watching Travis Etienne get up to top speed in like three yards. It's the coolest thing, right? They, like both running backs in this game are just flat out cool uh, in very different ways. Um, they're, they're also both like way stronger. I will quote a, a coach who was describing a guard, but I think this is an official coaching term. Strong as shit. Both of them are just bull strong, the kind of like terrifying rip out a stump with their bare hands kind of strong. Um, or in Clyde Edwards Elaire's case, the kind of strong where you can take on two Alabama defenders and pull them across the first down line like it's nothing. Did I mention that to just put a little hornet of irritation in any Alabama fans bonnet who's listening to this? Yeah, I did. I hope it's annoying you and I hope you remember it and it causes you a little bit of pain. I'm not a nice person. And neither is Travis Etienne because he can get up to like 55 miles an hour in about nine feet of space. It's amazing. Travis Etienne on the season has seven plays of four that went for at least 40 yards, which is crazy for somebody who is not like running for running 35 yards downfield and then catching the ball. Like the people above him are a lot of wide receivers Malcolm Perry is on here because, of course, he is. Jamar Chase is on here, but like that's a very different way to get a forty-yard gain. Yeah, he's he's terrifying. He is. Terrifying. Remember that time the Spencer mentioned Bama during the national title preview? That was weird. <laughs> what are they doing here? Don't do that again. I'm an SEC what? fan. I just gotta shoehorn him in, however I can. This is a playoff episode. Why are we talking about Alabama? I will noted tw- Tuscaloosa mafioso because, like the Tennessee Titans, they also beat Michigan. Oh, if this okay. ends up, I being, guess it's kind of like imagine what it. Hey, like you know who here. else beat Michigan? It's Florida. That's right. Yeah, that, that <laughs> who could forget the granddaddy of them all? The, the Peach Bowl. <laughs> uh, speaking, I always of, think of it uh, as Travis. the grandmama of it all. That woman that Spencer called a Walmart person to her face. <laughs> We've reconciled. Mm-hmm. Have you reconciled? So, with the speaking of Jesus? Travis Etienne and his explodability, uh, LSU ranks 102nd in the country at avoiding 30-yard runs. They've given up 11 on the year. Huh. So Do you reckon that he might call? break one or two? That might that might happen, especially because for all of his gifts, you know, the one place that people like to see Grant Delpit trying to tackle a runner in the open field. It's not okay. It's not not the biggest strength. I have an open question. Anybody is free to answer it, and I honestly don't know the answer. Who is it better for if this game is fast versus slow? Like fast scoring or fast tempo? Just, just pace wise. Who who is who is? But if this ends up being a a chew up possession uh, game where you want possessions to get long and you have fewer of them overall, who is that better for? I think I know the answer, but I'm curious what y'all think. So no, I'm sorry. So let's get this straight. 
a game with fewer possessions. Yeah, let's say if if we get a slow pace game with a lot of long drives where we're eating up play clock on them. Clemson. Okay. It's better for Clemson. Okay. I'm going to say Clemson and not really for analytic reasons, just no. because that sounds weird and weird tends to go Clemson's way. That, that, so, so that sort of is what I'm wondering is, is that another thing they may try? If they may look at this LSU team and say, the shootout idea is not a good plan. We should try to at least mix speed up more than we normally do. Oh, and I think intentionally that's, I, slow it way down. When we need to, I think that's 100% the plan. They do not want, to get into a shootout with LSU because that plays to all of LSU's strengths, i.e. a defense that wants you to have to pass at them instead of run at them to stay in the game. I think what they really, really are terrified of is if Clemson can come out and do, um, if you can make Burrow work down the field rather than pop you know, a 60-yard pass on like the third play of the game right, and go quick, if they do what I think they're going to do on defense and slow them down, if they do what I think they're going to do on offense, because remember they didn't think they could run at Ohio state, which is why they went to the Trevor Lawrence run because that previously wasn't a huge part of their game package, but they knew he could do it. So they'll adapt, right? They'll do whatever they'll do, whatever you're not going to defend. In this case, I think they're going to lean heavily on Etienne. I think that's, that's probably how it's going to work. So if they can do that, a slow paced game really favors Clemson, in my opinion. Okay. At least a bit. Yeah. Fast paced game. No, very happy with that. Which is very strange to say, but it's true. Yeah, no, he's, he's like, there's bringing the little pack 12 with you, right? Oh yeah. Get 40 or 50 points on the board. Back up that meat truck. So happy. An underplayed, <laughs> an underplayed uh, event surrounding this game, by the way, because this is a bowl game, right? Right. So we got kind of bullshit. Yeah. So sort of, sort of. There's there were the- only here, here's how you here's how you do this. There were only thirty nine this year, so is this is the fortieth of forty? Yes, but in Whoa. no way, shape, or form is it called the anything bowl. The national bowl. Mm-hmm. So the AT and T playoff playlist live. With the exclamation point. Oh. <laughs> is part of the festivities. It's a free concert series. Oh, that's nice. Starts on Saturday, and it will feature the following artists. All right. It will feature performances by uh, two-time Grammy winner H.E.R. Uh-huh. By multi-platinum Sony recording artist MAX. It's all caps, so... I guess that's how you say it. M-A-X? Max! Yes. Okay. And then it will feature... Sorry. Uh, um, <clears throat> Max time. Ah. Sorry. Wow. Oh, okay. Music for Michigan fans. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not music for Michigan fans. The next artist is... Uh, because John Philip Sousa. No, because it's <laughs> playing on the same day. There's going to be Megan Trainer followed by... Oh, God. <laughs> Go blue, followed by Bastille. What? I did not now. Trombone Shorty's playing, which I think is just you know like natural, like trombone. That's Shorty. yeah, that's like New Orleans law at this right. point. This trombone is... Shorty has to do it, but I'm leaving one one person out because we introduced. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you've made it this far, congratulations, you're infected. You, you, there's no, you're going to listen to this for the rest of your life. Welcome. This is to remind y'all a an organization that lists their previous performers of the AT&T playoff playlist and include all of the following artists above Lizzo. Lenny Kravitz, Sting, Sierra, Walk the Moon, John Mellencamp, Flo Rida, and Gavin DeGraw. Flo- above Lizzo. I mean, Usher featuring Little John is above Lizzo. I was uh, I was gonna let that slide, given Little John's football adjacency. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, Usher did Usher did one of the New Year's Eve shows, and it was the one in New Orleans, which I watched because of Central Time now. And you, I have never seen someone try less during a live performance. Like, bar- barely tried to lip sync, maybe sang like eight total seconds. May have been drunk. Usher is mailing it in so hard right now and i'm proud of him 
I do you really think am. he was trying to intentionally go viral like Mariah did that one year? No, no, because he didn't do anything interesting. He was like, like the camera sort of stopped finding him and found his backup dancers because there was more to watch. Well, he's not theater manager. He's Usher. What did you expect? I, I, I hate you. So the, the, the highlight here for me that is the it. reason we can make anything. <laughs> the reason we can make anything up. Yeah. And this is now a completely fact-free zone. Starting now. Rap icon Nas is playing. Oh, yes! Wow. Yes! Yes. If Clemson wins 35-34, LSU fans can say, that's if you're using conventional math. But if you're it's using ancient, the, if the you're using aliens, ancient math? The aliens built the Superdome. That's I, right. I think we got a got an episode title here. Tighten up, Nas. <laughs> Get them search results. Hey, Nas, quick, your thoughts on the college football playoff committee and how it does its job. They decided this years ago. Years ago. This was foretold. That's because there are strings and they are attached to these teams, which are attached to the fingers of the puppet masters who control the entire conspiracy that is the college football playoff. All the Ohio State fans are like, yeah, talk. Let's do this. Can you go on Rogan? This is hot. People need to hear oh, this. Oh man, They're, Joe Rogan absolutely loves Nas. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure. It, how many rappers has he heard of? Because Nas is on the list. Joe Burrow and Nas Burrow, loves new. Ra- Nas loves news radio. He's a mess. Yeah, he loves. You know what? Weird thing. You think he's a Phil Hartman guy? Andy Dick. Yeah, no, it was weird. He's a huge Andy Dick fan. It's crazy. Nas also will be. You know, you can say things like Joe Burrow. Burrow meaning to dig. Meaning what? To dig for the truth. Because Burrow, Burrow's trying to show you something that you haven't seen before. Isn't that right? You know what the message is? TD. What does that stand for? Total deliverance. That's what he's trying to do. Giving it to you six at a time. What's the number of the beast? Six. You get three of those in a row. What's that? See? I'm See? Taxes are unconstitutional. And the Fed. I'm going to do a reggae <laughs> album for no reason. Actually, I think that's probably more of a Clemson thing. Yeah, I'm very, <laughs> both counts. I'm very excited for whatever Nas has to say about the college football playoff. It will it will require no fact checking because it will be complete spiritual truth. The Land Before Time is a documentary and was filmed in three sixes in a row. That's more points than Michigan scored. <laughs> it's hurtful. Wow, it's hurtful. It's true, but yeah, <laughs> you did got 16 say, points. You didn't have to say it like that. It's true. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited that we've managed to go ahead and you're like, if you told me 20 years ago, yeah, Nas is going to be doing the college football playoff. <laughs> sure. Sure, man. So that's 20 crazy. years ago, exactly the year 2000. Yeah. That's a rough point to hear that fact. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not the. If you say this in 1996, I'm like, holy shit! College football has made it. <laughs> <laughs> just, but just four years later, you're like, mm, yeah. I don't know about that. You're uh, like, wow, how many all- sequels to Belly did they make? <laughs> <laughs> Is Belly the biggest movie franchise in America? <laughs> the Belly Extended Universe. <laughs> belly Nine Oblique. <laughs> Is DMX in the White House? Possibly. It usually, it, it, yeah. nobody knows where he is at all times. My friend, I mean, he he might have just walked up to the door and like done his usual thing, like, uh-huh. yeah, I'm a federal officer, and they, you know, <laughs> they let him in. At this point, if he walked up to the door and said, "I really like, I really like the president," they'd be like, well, "Come on in, cool, come oh, on in, that's awesome." You gonna say nice things about him? Yeah, is that a gun? It's cool though. It's cool. Don't worry hey, about it. How would you like to be a joint chief? <laughs> I've been a let joint chief pray. for years. <laughs> Oh, he's a religious man. Come right on in, sir. Yeah. Made the evangelical vote. Yeah, that is uh, that is one thing that everyone there can look forward to. That I hope you send videos of. If you if listen, if you go and you see the Nas show, send it to me. Uh, Clemson fans, we know you love Nas. Spencer, like do two- you do you have like a particular outcome you want to see in this game? I'm not going to ask you for a prediction because I don't think. I mean, you all, you said Florida would be Georgia on the Jacksonville live show we never released, so I don't trust you in that regard. But what what would you like to have happen? 
Ah, you never released it, so there's no evidence I ever actually That's said that. That's not how that works at all. Yes, yes, that is. I am. Listen, my attorney Nas said that is. How it <laughs> I really want to see in this game. Just, I would love to see a shootout. I think if I'm in for a shootout, that means that LSU's probably going to win because I just think that whole scenario favors them. But I also think this is the kind of game that could easily, like, I don't, I realistically, I'm like, could be like a two or three point game. Like, definitely under a single score, definitely real close. I don't think, I don't think anything's going to happen real easily. And I do not think, barring injury, that it will be anything close to a blowout. So if I can go like, you know, realistically, if you can give me like 42 38, 42 35, okay. All bangers. All bangers, all haymakers. No jabs. Holly, same question for you. I wasn't listening. <laughs> what if I was you doing could, my How are the Titans going to do? What would your, Holly, how are the Titans going to do? What would your platonic ideal for this game look like? For for Titans Ravens. I I don't know about God, but I believe in Lamar Jackson. Uh the Titans have now made their point and if anything else good happens to the Titans, Nashville is going to increase in unbearability, and I have to spend some time there. Oh, uh, very shortly. Yeah. To be clear, I, I'm immediately out on the Titans. the The second I saw who they were playing next, I was like, "Oh no, this is a Lamar Jackson household. You have to be done now." Yeah. They yeah. the the Titans served served a purpose in uh, eliminating uh, the what what is that team? The Massachusetts team. I'll look, I'll look up the title. Mm-hmm. The, okay. Boston, the Boston College Eagles. The Alexander Hamilton Tiger Cats mm-hmm. uh, have been eliminated from the playoff, and the Titans have now exhausted their usefulness and can go back to uh, not deserving good things because they ruined Marcus Mariota. I mean, they are named after a, like, theoretical entity that ultimately did not That was win. killed by its children. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Some Tennessee shit. It, it is. is some Tennessee <laughs> shit. What happened? I ate my kids until one was too big to win. Jason, what do you want to see happen in the national championship game? Uh, well, the thing Spencer was saying about a two or three or four point margin, the Sandman would appreciate that. Sure. As, uh, Clemson plus five. Uh, I am already at peace and pleased with whatever occurs because we already got a national title game between Clemson and Ohio state. And now we get another national title game. And this is, it's probably, it is not far fetched to say this is the first time we've ever had a season with such a bizarre thing occurring because in previous playoffs, we have not had a team as good as Clemson in the three spot and, you know, arguably nowhere near and certainly not an undefeated, you know, undefeated teams in all those spots. So everything from here on out is just bonus. And, you know, we could end up with two of the, two of the most uh, worthiest national title games of, you know, of this decade, both happening in one season. It's bizarre. It's bizarre to think, but. Yeah. I, I echo Jason's sentiment that I don't want to get greedy like, we had no reason to expect the absolute glee that we were confronted with this weekend. And we should try as much as we can to be happy with it, but also Lamar Jackson, Excelsior, forever. I am... I'm a little worried that... Uh, there is one scenario that worries me about the national championship game, and that is um, LSU, instead of doing the... Oh, we came out and we're up by three scores. Have fun. See you the rest of the day. Um, has their first like flat opening in really a while because. Well, like the first since Vandy. Like, weren't they kind of flat against Vandy? I mean, uh, even, they only even, scored 28 in the first quarter. Even Vandy, I think like they like the, the closest I can probably come to is maybe the Florida game. And it wasn't because they were flat. It was just like, OK, you're you're in it. You're not just going to walk. You're not just going to walk off with this one. But like came out really hot against uh, Alabama, demolished Georgia from the bell, demolished Oklahoma from the bell. So I don't like I am a little concerned that just because regression to the mean or just because, you know, you you have a few things go wrong early 
I don't know exactly what it looks like if LSU looks up at the end of the first quarter and they're down two scores. I don't think it means they're out of it, and I don't think it means they're screwed. But it, because it is an unknown, and because Clemson has already shown that they can dig out of a hole like that, that is the only scenario that really actively concerns me at this point. The thing I affirmatively want to see is somebody steal a possession in a way that just makes the other team crazy. I don't care if it's a fake. I don't care if it's going for a fourth down you shouldn't. I don't care if it's an onside. I Like, whatever it is, I would, I would love the idea that one team steals a possession in the first half and the other team constantly feels like it's chasing because of that. I, I would love for that to happen. And I don't care who it is. It can be Clemson. It can be LSU. But that's the thing I would like to see. Brother, do we do? Clemson steals Bama's fake field goal. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. I kind of have the same feeling about this as I do about the playoffs. Like what uh, we have already been given so much joy in this life in, in a time when we were old enough to stay up late and enjoy it, but not so old that all of the joy of this game has been sapped from us. And we got to see Bama using a kicker as a lead blocker on a fake field goal. You might have heard. I I kind of feel a little bit a little bit overstepping asking for much more okay and we got to watch this lsu team what a joy yeah i think i um go ahead go go ahead spencer Uh, there's one other thing i'm trying to be happy like i'm not going to be foaming at the mouth on monday night there's one other. i'm trying to be happy there's one other thing here that or two two potential lingering injuries that i think might affect how things work but things work one t higgins i know that he came back into the game against ohio state he didn't look like he was having fun no 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 he's I, I, whatever whatever was going on with him uh is still going on with him and he looked like he was gonna turn to the camera and be like i love working at amazon yeah i don't think and and that's i don't think he's going to be 100 and i know that's a think and i know that clyde edwards Hilaire won't be 100 for lsu because that's a hamstring injury and hamstring hamstring injuries don't heal in two weeks, and there's just there's if you've ever had one, there's just shit to do about them. It's just it's just like you think it's better, and then you go for a little run, and uh, nope, not better. Imagine if you were actually planting and moving as fast as humanly possible, uh, like Clyde does on every uh, play. Well, That's going to be a, difficult. Can't, what about the medical documentary um, Metal Gear? Solid uh, mm-hmm. series, which uh, nano machines. Mm-hmm. Now, Nas is like nodding his head so hard <laughs> right now. And as his attorney, and as because he is my attorney, I will say, you don't know. You, you mean, right? Like, Nazo machine. That's exactly what the government wouldn't tell you, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, what do you think that, what do you think like Petty Bob, T Bob, that nickname stands for? Petty means French for little, little Bob. Cajun's been working on nanomachines, y'all. Wow. So you got itty bitty T Bobs oh, yeah. all Trend, around Trend in your and Holiday in your... was their first. Yeah, he was, was a their, he was a beta. First yeah. Like, oh my ankles hurt. You know, you get you get you get a, like a whole bunch of T Bobs in there to hold it together. That's yeah. right. Hmm. It's pretty cute. Little micro T Bobs just in there healing. And then afterwards, you know, the, the effects, well, they're they're gonna they're gonna be in there cooking, and that's fine. That's where farts come from. That is, <laughs> farts come farts come from tiny Cajuns having a barbecue and you know, got a T-Bob infestation. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get rid of that. Don't you feel festive already? No, they're, they're <laughs> that's why I gotta go to Costco. I got eight thousand T-Bobs to feed. <laughs> they ticks, but they're glittery. <laughs> I never felt better in my life. <laughs> Thank you, T-Bobs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that, that, Man, I bet you we could sell this to Drew Brees. Cajun nano machines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'll clearly shill for anything. Well, he, we could sell it to him if he's allowed to, in turn, sell it to others. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a problem though with Drew Brees pitching something to someone, right? Yeah, but that never stopped him from Advocare. No, I mean, pitching somebody might. I. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, are you referring to recent events? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Also, you know, what a, what a surfeit of joy we've been served the past few weeks. I would say maybe I would say that maybe we needed to take a time out on this joke, but it does involve the Saints. How it's, would we know when? It's going to be 
Louisiana's going to be a deeply unpleasant place if LSU loses the national championship and the Saints lose the have have already lost that wild card spot. Both of them in New Orleans. Yeah. 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 Cuz there was all this talk before the NFL playoffs started about like, hey, you know, there's a chance we could get the Saints game and then LSU LSU in New Orleans for the national championship just just crammed together in a delicious sandwich. Now no, there's plenty of time. There's okay. plenty of time between those two because the Saints lost already. Mm. That's so they got so time to re- they can re- repaint the field at a leisurely pace. <laughs> that sucks so much for LSU though. Like if they lose that game, right? And if you're just if they lose that game, they're down here with the rest of us. They'll be fine. Here's the thing: no matter what, ha- listen to me, LSU fans. No matter what happens, even if it's a blowout. Even if it's the worst LSU performance you've seen in years, you didn't lose to Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So? Neither did anyone on this show. That's true. You lost to Trevor Lawrence, who's like wider, taller, and handsomer than Kirk Cousins. Wait, He's really that's like, like, that's like... That's like Kirk uncles. Yeah. <laughs> what if Kirk Cousins, but cool and beautiful? Trevor Lawrence. All uncles are beautiful. It's true. <laughs> please buy my tabletop book, Beautiful Nude Uncles. Please don't, please don't buy this book. Please don't buy it. <laughs> um, can I run through a few facts and figures real quick? Yeah. I don't yeah. know what I would do if you said no. I would probably just proceed anyway. Here we go. <laughs> just felt polite to say. Yeah. Um, so He's my favorite... <laughs> my favorite thing about this game is that no matter what, we get to do the single funnest thing in all of college football internet, which is we get to say, hey, we have a new contender for the title of best team ever. Oh, this Miami, results in Miami, a few specific things. Miami yes. Twitter rumbles a third of the people, A third of the people who are listening to this immediately, you just shouted the words 2001 Miami. You're yep. in your car, you're at work, you're at a wedding, whatever. You just shouted those words. Another third of you, you just shouted 1995 Nebraska. That also happened. Spencer, you were thinking it, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you're always dreading 1995 Nebraska. Or, no, he's you know, not paying attention. Actually, I was in a 2001 Canes jersey going, Yo! <laughs> the other third of you, you also had, a, you know, 2013 Florida State, this, that, and, you know. Every, every portion of college football internet has its best team ever. There is no argument. We'll accept no argument. How could any idiot ever disagree? Well, guess what? If 10 people all disagree, then there is an argument. Um, and I, I had a blog that is <clears throat> excuse me, now on our website that I was planning to update Monday anyway, pending the results of this game. Um, so I went ahead and did the research. If anyone else there, you know, you want to use any of this, must credit shutdown fullcast, of course. Um, if Clemson wins, here is the interesting argument that you have. I don't think this particular Clemson team, the argument that this is, is the best team ever, is really stronger than 2018 Clemson's was. Um, the computers absolutely loved that team. Uh, it destroyed Bama. If we see if we see this year's Clemson destroy LSU, then we can talk. But um, I think with Clemson, the interesting thing you have is very arguably the best two-year run by any team ever. I went and looked for teams that went 10-0 and or better against FBS-level competition in back-to-back seasons with at least one NCAA-acknowledged championship selector in each season. This sounds restrictive, but it's really not, you know, fucking UCF got a championship selector, so it's not all that difficult to get one. So wait, um, what I'm hearing is UCF is the greatest team of all time? If if those were the words you wanted to pick out of that, that is fine. Okay. I, that's fine. Pulling um, up, and pulling up in my Fiero. Yo! <laughs> so here are the two in a Miami have... jersey still. Yo! <laughs> so it's, so you're the person who like just loves Scott Frost, like yeah. 95, 95 <laughs> Nebraska and twenty seven. So only two teams have ever done this: nineteen ninety five fifty six Oklahoma, and nineteen ninety four ninety five Nebraska. Uh, a few other super old teams did not play enough major level competition. Michigan, your 1901-02 Michigan, you're out of this because Ohio State and Michigan State were not yet considered majors. Oh. That's, that's pretty also, funny. <laughs> also, I think I think you did that in a data set of what six games. Well, I, I insisted on 10 and 0 or better. That Michigan, okay. those Michigan teams did go 22 and 0 overall. Um, 
55-56 Oklahoma. You didn't play nobody, quite frankly. Uh, your conferences sucked at the time. Outside of a number three Maryland in a bowl game, didn't play anyone. It really comes down to 94-95 Nebraska or 2018-19 Clemson if they win. Um, those Nebraska teams, the, the computers overall, it's pretty much a wash because 2018 Clemson is basically regarded as good as 95 Nebraska. This is heresy, I realize, but it look read the numbers. Um, Clemson has the advantage of winning more games, of winning more highly ranked games. You would have a number two LSU, a number two Alabama, a number three Ohio State, and a number five Notre Dame mixed in over those two years. Um, and Nebraska's would be pretty similar, but voila. Now we have an argument for best two-year run ever if Clemson wins. If LSU wins, it's more of a instant argument for best team ever. Um, you can do the 2000 Miami argument, which is look at the roster, all the pro bowlers. But you got to wait like 10 years to even know if you have an argument there. Because like LSU might have you know five Hall of Famers on the rock. We have no way of knowing this. Also, think- Miami, Miami's had plenty of teams that sent a bunch of dudes to the league that went like seven and five. So it's sure. not a great yeah. game. <laughs> sure. The other thing here that always gets overlooked with 01 Miami is um, which team do we think has the better quarterback? 20, 2019 LSU or 2001 Miami? Because that's a pretty important position in, in my opinion. You know, it, like Ken Dorsey. Okay, he's fine. Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks ever going to be a number one draft pick. So like if you make the bro count the pro bowlers argument, quarterback pro bowls have to kind of count, you know, triple. Okay, counterpoint, Ken Dorsey, currently the QB coach for the Buffalo Bills. And I bet their quarterback play is second to none. He really does. He's (laughs) the best quarterback in the AFC East, right? The only one who got to overtime this 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 playoffs. That's true. But I think the safe argument that I will make and stand on whenever anyone says, well, what about this team from the past versus this team from the present is monsters from the future will kill you. That's it. It doesn't matter. The team that is newer is better because they're probably bigger, faster and stronger. I had so that's, that's an example of the many kinds of arguments you can have here though. Cause if it's just like, which team would beat the other time, uh, the, which team would win in a game right now? Just go with the latest national champion every year. Yeah. Just update that every single year, right? Also, also, man, don't tell me, like, I know that they were dealing with a little bit of this, but, like, if we port 2000 Miami in and we have them looking at the LSU offense, their head's going to be spinning. I'm not saying there won't be a couple of fantastic hits that the Canes pull off. I'm not saying that they won't be able to, once they figure out what's happening, get in on it. But, but like they, things have changed. Things have changed. But like, so that's one way to do the argument is to say if they played. The other is to say, let's equalize for era. Let's account for all that shit. Um, and I think even if you do that, 2000 Miami, 2001 Miami is not a slam dunk. You can go by sheer dominance. 1995 Nebraska is your team there. And guess what? LSU's average scoring margin on 2019, it's going to be pretty close. They're at 49-21 so far, and they're against a much tougher schedule than 95 Nebraska faced. Again, this is heresy. Um, here is my favorite potential argument for 2019 LSU as the best college football team ever, no matter how you want to slice it. 1971 Nebraska is my 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 number one for like era adjusted best team ever. They beat number two, number three, and number four, and they slaughtered everyone else. That's that's ridiculous. It's almost impossible. LSU, if they win, they will have beaten number two Clemson. They will have beaten some combination of four, five, and six, Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida, uh, number seven, number eight, something like that, Bama, a top 15 Auburn, and possibly A&M and Texas also ranked. The only teams in the final top eight or nine you didn't beat, they lost to teams you did beat. This is ridiculous and insane. Like To me, say LSU beats Clemson, looks even decent doing it, they're going right in the conversation for best team ever. Okay. I, I, I'll throw another team in. If we're just off of that metric, I think 87 Miami has an interesting case, but, but I'm not like going to hold you to it. Yeah. See, this is again where I just, yeah. to, I, this is where I just go back to smash brothers, like football pairing where I'm like, okay, let's put them on the same field. Nope. Nope. So if you do Smash Brothers, though, 
you do have to you do have to equalize it, normalize it, because like ah, it's true. Y- you know the little the little little gardener friends they can never beat Donkey Kong, they can never beat Mega Man. You know, <laughs> I have to give I have to give them an unfair finishing move, right? Yeah, like Pichu move. could never beat Ganon, but that in was- Smash Brothers you can. That sounds like somebody who doesn't understand the power of a Pokemon's love. <laughs> coming from coming from the world's foremost uh, Eevee the Pokemon hater, Spencer Hall. I listen. Somebody, I'm brave enough to say it. Okay, the rest of the world <laughs> is like, "Oh, so cute!" It's Eevee. Eevee is a passive aggressive little savage who just wants nothing to do, just hides under things, never shows up for the crew. Never is there in their moment of need. But she's so important. Is Pokemon Cruton? Yeah. 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 Okay. And it's more know, like a, it's it's kind of, it's got a little bit of a draft to it, but I think it's more Cruton than a draft. Like who is better? Who's the better Pokemon potential player here? Kocho or Dabo? Uh, They're going to have very different types. Yeah. They will have very different types. Yeah. I, I will say this. I think Coach O is the guy who used to only use um, Blastoise. <laughs> he, right? he used nothing but fighting type. My, yeah, and, and Machamp, right? Like, he was just all about, like, punching guys. And now he's like, maybe I need to diversify. Maybe I need a little electricity. <laughs> <laughs> we, got a, we got a Pikachu over here. That's fine. I think Dabo goes for, like, um, long evolving types. Yeah, um, like the shitty fish that turns into a dragon, you know, because uh, like the beginning of the season, Clemson every single year. Yeah. Oh, ha ha ha. You know, oh, they're in trouble. And then, oh, fuck. <laughs> Whereas okay. modern LSU is just like, give me 10 scary monsters. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know, like Debo has the deck where if you're playing him, you're like, you two again. How do you have and nine so of those? If you're playing cards, Dabo has a fire-based deck. Fire-based deck yeah. takes forever to get going, and then, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's done. full Charizard. <laughs> that's it. And that's how, that's actually that's a brilliant comparison, Jason, because for the first five or six games of every season, Clemson basically kind of does open rehearsal, don't they? Right? That UNC game, it's basically like, well, that's a dry run. All right, let's, let's run it back next week, folks. Uh, that, w- that won't do. This makes me think of Mac Brown playing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just hire someone else to play Fermi? <laughs> he would just hire Ash. Yeah, that's it. Is is this like dog fighting? I didn't I didn't get the South Carolina job. I wasn't, I'm not here for that. <laughs>